Welcome to the Roadie Runback. I'm your host, Jeff Rohn, and I have a great interview for you guys today. CBS Sports Radio, National Sports Writer, and Sirius XM NBA producer David Shepard joins me today. And I'm happy to bring to you an RI Sports Focus podcast where we will deep dive into our college, high school, and other sports programs across our great state of Rhode Island. Here we go. Welcome to the Roadie Runback, episode 11, and today I'm doing a Saturday special episode where I'm joined by CBS Sports Radio, National Sports Writer, and Sirius XM NBA producer David Shepard. We talk about the NBA Finals, Lakers versus Heat, who's better, LeBron and his legacy, the MJ, LeBron Goat Talk, AD, and much more. You guys can watch today's interview on YouTube by searching Roadie Runback or stay tuned here. Here is our Saturday special interview with... David Shepard. All right, on today's episode, I welcome on a very special guest. He is David Shepard. He is a CBS Sports Radio National Sports Writer, and he is a Sirius XM NBA producer. David, how are you today? I'm good, Jeff. Thank you for having me. Uh, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you uh, making time for me. You know, this episode is going to be a little bit special because I'm a big NBA fan, so I'm, I'm excited to have you on the show to talk to me about some NBA and your thoughts on the finals. Sure. Um, first of all, I want to ask. Wait, wait, wait! Time out! Time out! I, I just quick. Wait, we're having an NBA Finals. Oh yeah, I know, right? <laughs> you mean, you mean that's, that's not a, that's not a, that's not a varsity versus freshman team? <laughs> it's a little shocking, right? Because I wanted to ask you, it's like, what? I can't believe that the Heat are in it. I can't. I, that you know what? Honestly, I'm watching this, and I'm thinking to myself, is this the first round? <laughs> like that was a first round game. I mean, LeBron going for, uh, what was it, 25, 13, 9, 8, 34, I want to say 9 and 5. Uh, I, I know they played a significant amount of minutes, but my God. I mean, I got to tell you, Bam looked a little scared. You know, Bam was looking pretty good. I know he got hurt, but he was looking damn good in that Eastern Conference Finals, you know, particularly when Daniel Tice didn't know how to guard him anymore. Um, but he looked a little timid. You know, the, the, the leg, I don't know how in the world that Heat team beat the Bucks, And I say they beat the Bucks two and a half games because Giannis was really hurt, um, you know, the second half of game three. But they swept, they swept in the first round. They outplayed the Celtics. Um, and that, you know, game, game five could have gone either, either way. I think they blew that lead. I don't know. I don't know how. This is the worst team I've ever seen make an NBA Finals. There's a reason why Jimmy Butler has not gotten out of the Eastern Conference or Western. He, he hasn't even gotten out of the second round in his eight-year career before this. I know it's his ninth year in the NBA, but in eight years before, he has never made it out of the second round. And there's a reason for that, even though he played well. So what am I saying? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's weird. I did not, like you had mentioned, like I'm shocked that they were, they just came in hot. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's all the rest. Do you think that that plays into it though? Like all the rest that like help them out? No, because if you look at the, the Blazer series, um, yeah, everyone was kind of in the same situation. But then the Houston series, they had rest because they won in five against Portland. And then against the Nuggets, they had rest because they won in five against the Rockets. It, Jeff, it's, it's just their time. Yeah. It's, it's just it's like, like this is like, like the conversation now. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a, a piece on this in a little bit. But the conversation now is um, how many are LeBron and AD going to win? It, it, it's not even – to me, it's not even is this going to be a sweep or not. I mean, you go on a – I want to think. So correct me if I'm wrong. This sounds better. I'm trying to think of the night. Top of my head. The, they were down, the Heat were up 13 in the first quarter, okay? Yep. And then the, and then the Lakers closed on a 19-3 run. 
And then I believe they went on a 24 to five run in the second. And then I believe they went on uh, a 17 to three run in the third quarter. You're not supposed to do that in the NBA finals. <laughs> it's very true because that sounds like, and like you had mentioned, it sounds like a varsity versus JV game or it sounds like a number one college team versus a, like a, the last ranked college basketball team or division three college basketball team. Well, let, let me ask you this question. You're a big NBA guy. Yeah. And I, I'm having this debate right now with a lot of people. Now you got to remove Kevin Durant, right? Okay. Because of the, because of the injury. Is Anthony Davis the second best player in the world, or is he the first best player in the world and LeBron's the second best player in the world? Basically, to simplify that, are we looking at the two best players in the world on the same team? Ooh, that's a good question. I yeah. think that AD is kind of at that point where I think he's going to start taking the realm over LeBron. I think LeBron's age is starting to play a little factor, but LeBron's that good two-man guy. Wait, 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 wait. Is age starting to play a little factor? Have you, did you see in the last two games? I know, but still, I mean, I think with AD on the rise, I think LeBron could be a good second guy because I think he's willing to hand over the realms to AD in that team. Well, you think Anthony Davis is better than LeBron at the right team? now? I, at this moment, I think AD has helped out the team more than any, anyone. Wow. I, I, I think yeah, – I, I like LeBron, and don't get me wrong, I think LeBron's a great player, but I think Court. without I – I think this is the best player that LeBron's ever played with too, right? The only guy yeah. that's average, like, you know, he's averaging close to 30. He's all, a well-rounded, like, center, stretch five. They haven't really seen that before. I don't think LeBron's ever played with a guy like that before, you know. I mean, he's supposed to have Kevin Love, but Kevin Love really never stepped up to be in that point. But I think that AD is kind of taking that next step. I think LeBron's a great player. I And I think he had – I think, not to get me wrong, but I think the COVID kind of helped out with all the rest that he kind of got through all this. Yeah, I'll give you that. It's, it's amazing. You know, you're, you're right, Jeff, about AD because people forget, um, you know, he, there was a very acrimonious, uh, you know, very, um, you know, bitter ending between him and the Pelicans. And so that rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, especially the purists of the NBA. But this was a guy by the age of 25 who was not once, not twice, but three-time All-NBA first team in New Orleans three-time All-NBA first team. A lot of people forgot how great this guy was. He just didn't have – look, we know what Alvin Gentry is at this point, right? Yeah. I don't think Monty Williams is that great of a coach. He may be, but he wasn't with New Orleans, in my opinion. And I also think that, you know, if you look at the guys around him, the best player he had was True Holiday. And we saw what happened, you know, when Anthony Davis wasn't on the Pelicans. There was this big push to get them into that eight seed. And a lot of people, you know, uh, theorize that that's the reason why there were so many teams and there was an expanded amount of NBA teams in the bubble because they wanted to see Zion getting that eight spot going against the Brown and company as one seed. Yeah. Um, but Anthony Davis, to your point, I've never seen a big with his touch, his skill, his talent, and he's playing like a man possessed right now. He's just got that dog in him right now. I didn't see that in New Orleans. No, I didn't either. To be honest with you, I didn't see that either in New Orleans. And I'm like you said, I haven't. I don't think we've seen the this best version of AD yet. And I think there's more to come. That's a great point. He's just 27, and you know, listen, because of how he's handled things, he's gotten more rest than other guys at his age. Yeah, it, it, it's true. It's it, and it's crazy. And like I like you said, like the Zion, like they're trying to push to get you know, New Orleans in there, but, you know, I think this is going to be, I think AD, 
you're going to have that ADKD talk, I think, once, you know, LeBron gets in his 38 age range because those two guys are still the, like the two, I think in my eyes, are the two most dominant players we've seen. We have two seven-footers handling the ball, being able to shoot the ball, have good touch around the rim. You know, AD is just a solid center himself, but he can also play the stretch five. And even in college, you could kind of see how well he was doing. I mean, he carried, he did well with that Kentucky team that they had. Yeah, he was a fifth-leading scorer on that team, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's unbelievable. And like, yeah, that, that team, man, Gilchrist and yeah, and 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 Terrence Jones, I believe, and and Darius Miller and Darren Lamb. That's seven NBA players. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, we're seeing a very dangerous. We're seeing a very very dangerous basketball player right now. I I can't think of anyone that compares to him at his size. Because the thing, and I hope Giannis is watching, by the way, because you can see with Anthony Davis. He's comfortable going against bigger guys and using his quickness. He's comfortable going against smaller guys and getting them down low and being able to turn around over the shoulder, knock down that jumper consistently. Being able to now Giannis has the playmaking ability. I, I shouldn't put that past him, but Anthony Davis's offensive game is lethal. And when Giannis goes against really good defenders, they build a wall. I, I'm not to use that expression half-heartedly, but. You get what I'm, you get what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, right? Yeah. So, so they, they, they create a barrier which he cannot penetrate, and he's forced to take that 10, 15 mid-range shot. Giannis has not developed that yet. He does not shoot it with confidence. AD, those are basically automatic. The touch that he has been able to – because I didn't see that touch in college. I no. saw the athleticism. I saw the skill. I saw the raw talent. I saw the IQ. I didn't see the shooter. He is a, he's become a great – shooter if you look at what he does at the free throw line he doesn't miss no and, it, and it's crazy how much and like you know against the nuggets too i don't think you'd ever see like a seven footer at a game winner too for three. Oh whoa no well well if we're gonna get technical he's six ten I mean, but i yeah <laughs> i mean but, a center position like i don't know but, a, five, a stretch four well, so now, now remember now he now that's the thing about him is he's not a five yeah he's never been a five and he doesn't want to be a five yeah. Anthony Davis, that's why everyone says, you know, people say this, the narrative about Jokic for the last two months has been Nikola Jokic is the best center in the NBA. Well, if you remove Anthony Davis, Giannis, and, and Joel Embiid. Yeah, yeah, right? sure, yeah. <laughs> right? Because in no way, because it's, it's, you know, Anthony Davis to me, tell me if you like this comparison. He's the Tim Duncan of his era. He's the greatest five that plays a four. Yes, I agree with you. That's actually a really good comparison. Oh, I'm sorry. yeah, I was, I was, I was listening. I was ready for you to. Yeah, I think, my I think. You said, yeah, you I think that's a really comparison, good comparison. And, I think and you ended it. Yeah, you're supposed to go more with that. It was I'm a good sorry. Comparison. Yeah, I think that's a good comparison. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking around <laughs> KG as well too, because KG was also that one, but I don't think he has that intensity as KG in that sense. I think that he, uh, I think that Tim, like the Tim Duncan, is that he's got that like quiet attitude, but he's also that that Tim like. Tim Duncan mentality is just a good player, could shoot the ball well, but KG also is like that intense defensive player too. But I, I could I could definitely see the Tim Duncan comparison. You, you know, I want to go back to game six too. Yeah, you you remember that game six Heat Celtics in which uh, the Celtics just stopped playing in the fourth quarter. Yes. Because uh, I am a Celtics fan, unfortunately. Right. You remember that. <laughs> well, yeah, let me let me get to that in a second. But but what what it amazes me is when the Heat made the run that they did in the fourth quarter, they were a little too excited. I remember thinking to myself, man, they're really going all out with this celebration. Like you see like Andre Iguodala 
like doing the whole like lowered airplane thing. Um, I don't see LeBron doing it anymore. You know what I mean? I, I don't see, I don't see, um, you know, AD doing that. Yeah. I don't see Rajon Rondo doing that. You know, there's, it, it's like the Heat are happy to be there, but they don't, they don't believe they can win. That's, that's, I mean, even Tyler Hero, you know, as much skill as he had, you know, being careless with the basketball, not, you know, making winning plays. Rondo makes winning plays. He has present. I believe he's a Hall of Famer, by the way. I don't get the dip in the regular season. I don't get why his game falls off so much um, because there is true. I know he doesn't like the nickname, but he, there is truth to the playoff Rondo. I've never seen someone in the last five years be so good in the playoffs and so abysmal in the regular season. Now, he was always good in the regular season with the Celtics. I don't need to tell you that. He was great. But when he got to uh, when he got to Chicago, you know, when he got to the Pelicans, when he got to the Lakers, his game just doesn't translate in the regular season. I don't understand it. When the game slows down, he's one of the best point guards in the NBA still. And that's impact. If, if you watch this game, watch the pace of play. What am I saying? When I say you, I mean, the, you know, the general, you, not you, you, because I know you watch, Jeff. Yeah, you yeah. watch the game, look at the pace of play. Look at how he dictates possessions look at how he knows exactly where to get it to a guy look at the angles he takes with the basketball look at when he knows exactly what spot on the court he's going to shoot despite the fact that he doesn't have a great three-point percentage he knows his spots that Lakers team is dangerously intelligent and good Danny Green I mean the championship pedigree he has right Dwight Howard is playing uh, with a fervency and an aggression that I've never seen from him. You know, this is a guy that was out of the league last year. He was, he was, he was on his way out of the league. And for whatever reason, Kalinka and company, probably LeBron at the end of the day said, you know what, we got to give this guy a shot. Um, it, it, is, it, is, it is amazing to watch this team. And if Kuzma can ever get a consistent jump shot, if he can ever be that third guy for them, ever, this team is going to go on a run like we haven't seen in a long time. I fully agree. And I think one of the biggest questions too, and I think it's all proving us wrong was like, I remember a lot of people questioned the Lakers bench and what they had and what their bench was going to do and how deep they were. And I just like, feel like that just got like thrown out the window the minute we like started, like the playoffs started playing. And then as soon as Rondo came back too, I think like you had mentioned, Ron, the playoff Rondo is a factor. Like it's crazy. Like you said, this game drops in the regular season, but we have seen it change. Like we saw what he did in Chicago when he was on Chicago on the playoff team, when he played against that Celtics team. And I think they actually would have beat those, those, those Celtics teams. Agree. Celtics team. If he didn't get hurt. A hundred percent agree. No one brings that up. You really do. You really do know this game, man. hundred percent agree. The first two games are up on the road. Rajon Rondo gets hurt. They lose the next four. Yep. Yeah. Plays with the Pelicans for one year. They win their first series and God knows how long. Yeah. And right. That year they beat Portland, I believe. Right. Where they swept them. Yeah. They swept him. Yep. Now, he's not there anymore. We know what happened. We know the saga that happened the very next season, right? Yeah. That, 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 that team quit. That team was so bad. They quit on Gentry, in my opinion, especially Anthony Davis. They quit. They quit in the middle of the season last year. And by the way, in my opinion, they also quit in the bubble. Yeah. Um, so it does, it does you know, show some of the culture that exists in New Orleans. I think Griff is a great uh, you know, executive vice president. I think he's a great uh, you know, manager of people and leaders. So we'll see what happens with that. What's interesting to me, um, 
is a lot of people got down on Contavious Caldwell Pope. A lot of people felt like he was a stiff. I got to tell you, look, he's not going to be mistaken for Clay Thompson, right? He's not going to be mistaken for Devin Booker. He's never going to be those guys. We know that. Yeah. But he's a really good NBA player. I agree. I think he's, I think he is, I think he does well on the defensive end. And then like, he also just like has, I mean, he's had some bad moments in the regular season where he's had like one or zero points per game and everyone gets on him, but he's that factor still where you're still going to play defense on him because he can still shoot the ball no matter what, or he can get hot. Always. He's got a great shot. And he was great in Detroit. Yeah. A lot of people forget he was one of the youngest when he might've been his second or third season in the league, but he was a very, very prolific three point shooter. Like even at a very young age, there's not many guys, and I know, and I know this because I just remember watching him when he was pissing. There's not many. It reminds me a little bit of Buddy Heald now. Yeah. Like Buddy Heald doesn't, you know, listen. Buddy Heald might be a little better, um, but in terms of being a three-point assassin, for what Pope was doing at his age in Detroit, there's very few guys that were that proficient and that explosive from the three-point line as Pope. And I feel like he got to the Lakers, and it's tough to play with LeBron. It's tough because LeBron does so much. So it's not easy to get a rhythm with LeBron. There's a reason why Kyrie left, right? There's a reason why Wade's numbers dipped a little bit and Bosch's numbers dipped a little bit. And then when LeBron left, their numbers obviously ballooned. There's some guys where you play with a Steve Nash and a Jason Kidd, your numbers balloon instantly. But because LeBron is so ball dominant, especially in his heat days, and, and I, I should say even his Laker days in his first year, he was more as much of a scorer, if not more of a scorer. Now, what LeBron's done, and very geniusly so, is he said to himself, I'm going to give my chances for the championship run to be as a ball facilitator, not a ball handler, not a ball shot maker. And it was, it, it's paid off in dividends, and they're three games away from being the 2020 champions and tying the Celtics for, I believe, the 17th. Yep. Uh, NBA title, which would obviously be tied for the Celtics with the most. And, and then it's on to number two. We'll see what happens with KD and Kyrie. We'll see what happens with Steph, Clay, Draymond, and Wiggins, and, and you know whatever lottery pick they end up with. I'm fascinated to see what happens next year. But I tell you what, the teams I see in the bubble, there's no, there's no one playing in the bubble I see as going to challenge the Lakers. Nobody. No. I agree. I agree with you. I think, uh, you know, it, I didn't think them to make – I thought it would be Clippers – Lakers in the, in the conference finals, I thought we were going to have the battle for LA. And I thought that was actually going to be like our real championship. But uh, yeah, I, I totally agree. I, it's, it's weird. It's interesting to see. And it's going to be interesting to see what like a team like the Celtics and the Sixers do to kind of hopefully take that next step forward to make it to the finals and see what, what they can do to help themselves to get a little bit better. Because and even the, even the Milwaukee Bucks, because I don't, you know, for them to get beat by the heat, like they did, I think it shocked everyone. And it's still shocking that they <laughs> are still in the finals. <laughs> Very true, man. Yeah, it's crazy. Now, I got a couple questions. I got, like, a question for you. Do you think the Heat could steal a game out of there or no? No. No. No, not there, – there's no, there's no shot. With, uh, with uh, Goran and Bam, you know, getting hurt the way they did, their status is still up in the air. Butler being hobbled. Uh, you know, Duncan Robinson is Duncan Robinson. He is who he is. Tyler Hero is who he is. He's a 20-year-old. Very talented rookie, but his game shrinks. Um, it seems like in the NBA Finals so far, uh, you know, there's a reason why 20-year-olds don't win MVPs, with the exception of Magic Johnson. So Le- LeBron and AD, man, they're, they're, too, they're too focused right now. They're, they're, they're too, you know, uh, laser vision right now. There's no way they're giving up a game. They're not taking their foot off the gas pedal, not for a second. 
Yeah, yeah. No, you're totally right. And it looks like they just like flipped the switch from they won within a bubble when they had their struggles to like now now we're looking at like probably one of the most dominant teams. Yeah, and remember LeBron, he smells it. He smells. I mean, you know, it's one of those things that they they know they know this is theirs. They 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 know it. They they believe it a hundred percent. This is theirs. They're gonna win every game. It's just one of those things. It's like once you get to that stage, you see the finish line five meters ahead of you. You're going to give everything you have right now. This is the sprint. This is the Lakers sprint. Um, and, you know, again, LeBron hasn't won four years now. So there's a lot of motivation there to get there quickly. Yeah. And he did mention that he was, he was pissed off about that. He was still pissed off about the Mavericks loss when he was on the heat last right. night on his post right. interview. What do you think this does for, like, LeBron's legacy? Do you think where that, where does that move him up in that go talk? I know everyone argues about him and, and Jordan. Right. Well, to, to me, you know, this is a guy you're going to make an argument. This is what it comes down to. And, I'm, I, you know, I, I, I heard Jeff Van Gundy talk about it on the broadcast last night. You can have the better debate all you want. I, I believe Michael Jordan's better than LeBron. Um, I believe Kobe's better than LeBron, believe it or not. Um, I would say LeBron's top five. You know, I, I would say Jordan, Kobe, Kareem, uh, you know, Magic and LeBron. That's my, that's my top five. Um, and I would say like Russell, Wilt, uh, Bird, Dun- you know, Duncan. Like then the next the next group of guys are are the you know six through ten. But for me, for me, he's gonna have the greatest career to ever live. That's what that's what he's gonna have. He's gonna have the greatest NBA career in the history of the association. Wow. What his numbers are on the playoffs, what his numbers are on the regular season, he's gonna end up with at least four titles. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens with the Finals MVP. That that's gonna be interesting. Yeah. Um, that's going to be very interesting, but uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, he's, he's, he's an iconic Mount Rushmore player um, and the game is going to certainly miss him whenever he's gone. He's a once in a lifetime player. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's interesting because he is, I, I agree with you about Michael Jordan and Kobe being better than him because I, I just grew up with those guys. So I know like watching them and seeing him play and seeing some of the moves he's made, you know, I think I'm just not the biggest fan about him, but you know, he did what he had to do. But I think you're right. I think you said probably one of the best careers that we'll ever see. So many accomplishments, so much he's done in his career. And just, you know, maybe on his way to win a championship with his third team, which is a lot to say. But he's got, he, he's got some good players to play with him. And we'll see what happens in that MVP talk. So, interesting. so yeah, so that's, that's, that's where you nailed it. That's where you're spot on, is that's why you can't give him it. Because every single time he's won, he's picked his teams. Yes. Every single time he's won. Michael, Jordan. Now, yes, he had a say in it, but he didn't, he didn't orchestrate his team where he got this player off the team and he got this player on the team. He won where he was drafted. And, that, and that, that means something. You know, and Michael didn't go to the Lakers. He didn't go to the Celtics. You know, he didn't go to the 76ers. He went to the Bulls. You know, and, and you say you studied the game, uh, and I believe you. Uh, you. Name me a player on that 1984-85 roster or any bull before that. Any bull before that? Any, any Chicago bull. <laughs> uh I don't know. Anyway, it was a Anthony uh not Anthony Davis. Uh I don't know. They had the guy that didn't you get my was, point, but you, you you get the point though. Yeah, think of it. Yeah, yeah. I just, yeah, that's that's the point. Is yeah. he went to a place. It's it's like if a guy coaches at Wyoming in college basketball and wins a title at Wyoming, that's more impressive than Mike Krzyzewski winning five titles at Duke. Yes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's, and, and if LeBron would have won, if he would have won in, 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 in Cleveland in 07 against the Spurs, he would have, to me, that's more impressive than any title 
he's had, even 2016. Because as great as he was in 2016, as great as he was, he was playing with an, an, an all-time great talent in Kyrie Irving. Yep. Now, if he would have won that game in 2000, if he would have won four games, I should say, in 2007, Mo Williams was his second best player. Yep, yep. And then Ogauskas too, right? Right. Okay. And both, don't get me wrong, both very good NBA players. Yeah, but but those, guys, those guys are not legitimate second best players on a championship team. No. And I think there was something, too, when we all saw him play against the Detroit Pistons team and come back and, like, actually beat them. And that right. one overtime game that, that he just went off and went crazy, like, oh, my God, we could be seeing, like, this greatness. And like you said, if he had won that championship, I think that was his greatest championship because he did it with no one. Yeah. I mean, Danielle Marshall is on that team, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, big, big, big name, big. <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 uh, yeah, it would have been interesting. But what are your thoughts on who's going to win the MVP? Uh finals. Finals MVP, yeah. I would say I would say AD. I I, I you know what? That's going to be interesting. Whoever plays the better game of game two, because it was a toss up for game one, in my opinion. I think you can go either way with who's the best player. Um, I think maybe AD might have edged them. Let's uh, whoever plays the better game in Game Two, I think is going to win the MVP. Because because I just think like that that's the that's the that's the game where like you really feel or you know what I, I know I'm waffling on this. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not gonna lie. I, I would think AD. I would think AD just because I feel like he's got a little more gas in the tank. Um, just being a little, being significantly younger, being very significantly, um, you know, more fresh because of the wear and tear LeBron's put on his body for all of these NBA finals uh, throughout his career. I would say AD if I had to go with someone, but I wouldn't be surprised either way. I know the finals MVP is not going to J.R. Smith. That I'll put on a lot. <laughs> what about Alex Caruso? Do you want to make a bet on that? <laughs> well, he's playing well. I wouldn't rule that out. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think I think you're right. It's it's a toss up. I I think maybe AD might get it, but who knows? You know, like you said, it could depend on the next game, or it could depend on the third game. Whoever has the better one of the two. I think um, it's interesting. You know what? This I'm thinking about this. They, they might go co-finals MVP. Wouldn't that be something? Yeah, that would be interesting. Would that be a first? Yeah, there's never been a co-finals MVP. Because yeah. I know there's been one for a losing team. Yeah, that that there has been. Yeah, that's Jerry right. West, 1970. Right. right. Yep. Yeah, that's what I thought. And then, uh, yeah, I don't. A co-MVP would be interesting with between the two of them. I mean, they're just the two dominant players. It'd be interesting what they do going forward after this bubble's over with, and what NBA is going to shape out to be like next year with like you know Katie and Kyrie coming back. Exactly. It's going to be interesting next year, that's for sure. Yeah, it's going to be some good competition next year. I mean, like you said, Golden State has a top lottery pick. You know, what they're going to do, are they going to trade it? Are they going to try to sign Giannis? What's going Yeah. Yeah. But that's all I have, Dave, man. I I appreciate you coming on the show. This has been a lot of fun. This is – I love talking NBA, so you're always welcome back to come on. Uh, I mean, it's it's so much fun. It's nice to – you know, talk basketball with someone. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good, Jeff. You do a really good job, man. I, I appreciate you having me, man. Thank you again. I, I thank you for your time and everything, man. And I really appreciate it. You have a great one. My pleasure. You do the same. Thanks.